Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Sug Talks. I'm Craig Dill, your host, and together with our special guests, we'll take a deep dive into the topics, challenges and opportunities facing SAP users today. Please make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. I'm delighted today to be joined by Dawn Ingle, IS Director of Shoesmiths. And this is the second in our series of interviews with senior IT leaders to hear about their career highs and lows, tips for getting ahead, and also the challenges that face throughout their career. So welcome, Dawn. Thank you, Craig. And just before we get into the main crux of our conversation, uh, as we're recording this episode in early December, meaning Christmas is just a, a matter of weeks away. Uh, I'm still somewhat behind in my Christmas shopping. You know, as, as we came back together at UKI to so Connect, I never started thinking about Christmas until we finished that conference. And <laughs> how, how are you faring with your shopping, Dawn? Yeah, all done, Craig. Wrapped, ready to go. Really? Really. Oh, my word. Oh, God, now you're making me feel really, really <laughs> bad. So, talk about unprepared against completely organised. That, that's immense. Well done. Well done. Okay, so, so back to business. Uh, Don, it, it would be great if you could just start by giving us a, a quick intro to Shoesmiths and your role at the company, if, if you could. Yeah, okay. So Shoesmiths is a um, UK law firm. We've got 13 offices across the country, uh, 1,500 employees, um, and we use a variety of systems. Uh, and my role at, at Shoesmiths is the IS director. Oh, wow. And so if, if we now go back to the very start, how did you get into IT and you know, how did you end up in the field of SAP? Well, that's a long time ago, but I'll, I'll dust off the grey matter. Um, so, yeah, I um, I did a financial economics degree at university um, and I left uni and I went to work for a um, manufacturing firm doing accounting. Um, and um, I actually really wanted to be in the police. So I went through all the interviews for the police and they said, yeah, you can come, but go away for a year and do something different. So I carried on with my job in accounts and about halfway through the year, I got um, seconded to France on an SAP project as a finance um, user. So I went and lived in France as a finance user on an SAP project, big four country project back in the day when it was R3. Um, and um, never booked, looked back from then. So from there, I moved on to become a developer and then moved through the ranks. So that's where it all started. And I never went back to the police. So police, long and distant memory now. It certainly I is. Must admit, I must admit when I was uh, 21, which is many, many moons ago now, uh, I actually looked at joining the police myself. It's quite, quite interesting on, on uh, the... We're both in, in this SAP world now and both looked at initially at the policing world. Weird. So how did you land your current role? Um, so I've done a, a number of roles through my career, um, mainly around project management of SA, SAP roles. Um, I've been fortunate enough to travel the world doing that. Um, but I, um, I have got two children and about eight years ago, I got the opportunity to take up the role at Shoesmith, which meant no travel. Um, so being at home with my kids. Um, I went there to deliver an SAP project um, that had been um, around for a while, uh, so we put that live. 
Um, and then I've been promoted through um, to Shoesmith then. So I was the application manager um, following my FAP manager's job. Uh, and then about 18 months ago, um, the IS director left uh, and I had the opportunity to go for the role. So um, I was interim for six months and then I took the role on permanently at the beginning of this year. Oh, excellent. So you liked it so much, you, you uh, took it on and they liked you so much they gave it to you. Well, congratulations. Well, Thank well you. Done. And, and how big is your team? Yeah, I've got a fairly large team. So overall, the team is about 77 people. Um, wow. And they cover all aspects of IT. So you know, help desk, infrastructure, networks, and then um, development. And then I've got my SAP teams as well. Um, so the SAP teams are about 12 people. Oh, wow. So quite, quite a, a, a large landscape then of the different um, few different applications, different platforms, infrastructure, etc. Certainly is. If you talk to a lot of people, you probably don't really associate SAP with the legal sector, perhaps. And so, so what role does SAP play in, in Shoesmith's overall IT and business strategy? So um, SAP is starting to become uh, more prominent in legal, but you are right, it's not its not really out there. Um, we use it for what we call our practice management system, um, which means we use it really for finance, um, invoicing, purchasing. So really that very much core back office uh, functionality. Um, and yeah, we use BW, we use dashboards. Um, so it, it does drive our, um, our it, it, it drives the business. It's the it's the it's the back end that that keeps the business going. Okay, and you know just just on that point, you know we we spoke in an earlier podcast, didn't we, about your move to S4 Hana, uh, the 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 latest iteration of SAP uh, taking, if you like, your digital core into the future of the Shoesmiths. Yeah, that's right. Um, and, and we took a very much a, an approach when we did our S4 Hana upgrade about. Um, going with very um, just doing it as a technical upgrade, and now we're starting to utilise the, um, the, the 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 more sexy, if you like, front end, the Fury um, opportunities. Uh, in fact, in fact, we're just in the process of upgrading to the latest version of Fury so that we can utilise more of that. Oh, excellent! And so, what what are your future plans then for SAP? Um, that's that's hard to say, if I'm honest. Um, we are um, in the process of bringing up another company code, uh, which which um, always takes a lot of time. Uh, but we're looking to try and utilise more of the finance functions that we don't utilise now. So uh, more of the credit control piece, which we, we're not utilising to its full potential now. And looking at the really looking at the user experience. So mm -hmm. um, at the moment, using that raw SAP front end is particularly with with lawyers is, is very clunky and difficult. So we're really looking at how can we improve that user experience? And a lot of that will come through development of Fury. Okay. And do it, if we look at challenges, as I suppose, in, in, uh, in, in the IT space, what's been your biggest challenge uh, that you've recently faced and how did you overcome that? So, um, sort of the back end of last year and, and early this year, the, the firm decided to do, to, do, to do a joint venture. Uh, and that joint venture meant splitting out all of our systems, um, so not just SAP, all of them. Um, and it was a fairly um, limited um, 
um, well, it was a fairly limited. We had fairly limited requirements, but we knew what we needed to do, uh, and it all had to go big bang one weekend. Um, so it was hugely challenging because we had a shed load of work to do. Um, it was hard because we'd never separated out systems like that. Um, and you know, the weekend that we went live was you know 24 by 7 um, to try and get all of that live. Um, what was great was by lunchtime of the Monday um, when we went live, everybody was up and working in some capacity, but uh, it was a huge challenge. Uh, we now manage, the, manage that system through a managed service agreement. Um, so again, that's quite a different way of working to how we've worked before. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, that it was very challenging, very small team, very limited knowledge um, about how we were going to do it and what we we're going to do. Changing priorities um, meant that it wasn't without its challenges, but it was achieved. Yeah. Oh, good, good. At least, at least you, you managed to get over that hurdle and uh, climb over that wall. Though. Correct. Good. good. And obviously, we, we, we're still uh, living through this pandemic and uh, some latest uh, kind of restrictions announced last night from, from the Prime Minister. And you know, what, what challenges has the pandemic posed for you in your day-to-day -day job? So what has been difficult for us um, last year, like everybody else, um, come March, we had to get everybody working from home. Um, and that wasn't without its challenges. We, we got everybody home and working, but we had to try and work our network to help everybody so that they were getting the best experience when they were working from home. Of course, then some people started to come back to the office sort of midway through the year. And then we were trying to deal with that hybrid um, of some people at home or a majority of people at home, actually, and a handful of people in the office. Um, and now we're trying to enhance that experience. So we will be going with a hybrid policy. Um, so now we, we need to make sure that the off, whether you're in the office or at home, you're getting the same experience. And actually with networking, we've started, we, we're, we're pretty much there with that. But things like video conferencing, um, we don't have all our rooms set up for video conferencing, for example. So if we're on a Teams meeting and there's more than two of us in the office, we probably still have to do it at our desks, which is counterproductive. So, um, so there are challenges that are still coming through, but the pandemic has introduced these challenges that we're now trying to overcome. Okay. And are you, do you feel you're succeeding? Yeah, it, we, are, we are getting there. Um, everybody, everybody can work wherever they are. It's just those bits around the edge that will enhance the experience that we're working on now. Good, good, good. And, you know, if you have any SAP-related uh, challenges or issues and you require help, where, where do you go for help? So, as I said earlier, I've got quite a, a big team and the, the team are actually very knowledgeable. So, my team will, will start investigating any issues that we might have um, and we'll do the same as probably everyone listening to this would do, which is firstly Google. Um, once we've done that, and um, we'll probably, if we're still stuck, we reach out, we have a partner. So, we'll reach out to our partner. Um, and then ultimately, if, if that can't get resolved, then we, we will reach out to SAP. Um, but yeah, that's, that's generally how things move through. And obviously, uh, you know, how would you rate the level of, of support provided by software vendors, IT partners, etc.? Do, do you feel there are any perhaps areas for improvement at all? Yeah, I th so our experience of our partners um, is sometimes they're brilliant. Um, we were using a partner recently 
um, we have for three or four years and the basis support is absolutely second to none. So I think partners have their areas of expertise and their areas where they're not such experts. Um, if I go back to when we upgraded to S4 HANA, um, we were fairly early adopter and there wasn't a huge amount of experience out there. Um, so when we were trying to use a partner, actually they were learning on the job in the same way that we were, so we weren't really getting the benefit. Um, I think probably that's changed now as more and more people have gone to um, to partners, for, uh, more and more people have gone to S4, so partners are much more experienced in it. But I think there are areas where partners aren't always experienced and one partner perhaps isn't the right thing for everything. Yeah, uh, good point. Uh, finding the right partner, the right specialism for you and your business, very, Correct. very key. Yeah. yeah. And where, where do you see you know, our, our last conversation uh, where, was at uh, our UK Connect conference uh, last week? And, uh, you know, what do you see the, the role of user groups in this and how important do you feel they are? I think it's hugely important um, just for, for connections, for a start. So you have a, a support around you. I think that's great. Uh, training. Uh, learning about what's coming through from SAP because SAP themselves aren't generally that great at um, sending through marketing material and so on. And a lot of the case studies, so I've been to quite a lot of your um, events for a particular topic and actually hearing how another firm has used it, even if it's not relevant for your business, I think just learning about it from a real life case study is really important. So yeah, massive part to play in how we move forward and, and giving ideas of how we take SAP forward. Oh, excellent. I just, just want to touch on something while we're talking about that as well. And I don't know whether you, you, you had the opportunity to attend, but we kind of launched our Women in SAP community at, at the conference. Did you manage to attend any of those sessions? I didn't attend any of those sessions, but I'm hugely um, passionate about that. I, I was on a panel um, about three or four weeks ago about women in, in IS. Um, oh. So not necessarily about SAP, but it was generic about um, mm -hmm. IS, RIT. Um, I, yeah, I'm hugely passionate about um, getting involved in things like that. So I will definitely be looking to do some of those things going forward. Oh, good, good. It, it just uh, was interesting, you know, are we doing the right thing here? Are we going down the right route? It seems to have been very popular uh, and, uh, you know, we, 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 have, we have a good team uh, that, that's working on that. So hopefully there's a lot more to come from that in, in the coming months. I think it's hugely important and, and you'll remember Craig that I went to the executive lunch and it was very short on women there yes. and, and I think it's, it's massively important of how we bring more women into into SAP or IT in general. Um, I was fortunate enough to go and um, talk at my old school recently. Um, and at the end, one girl came up to me and she was hugely enthusiastic about my talk oh. and wanting to get into IT. And actually, if I make the difference to one girl coming into IT, then that's all it takes. So yeah, really, really important. Oh, that, that is absolutely fantastic. And it is just that making that difference, even for one person, it matters so, so much. Yeah. Oh, that, 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 that's lovely. That's lovely. And, and throughout your career, you've been involved in a number of global ERP and CRM projects. Now, what, what would be your top tips to ensure such projects run smoothly? Um, I think there's lots of top tips. I think the first one is is make sure you know your scope and you don't allow scope creep. Um, it's very easy for things to start to run away with you and inevitably, even if you get scope creep, you generally don't get longer to do it. So um, that will be a problem. 
Um, make sure you have a good plan and understand the requirements. Um, and then testing, test, test, and more testing to make sure that it actually delivers what you want. And then finally, communication. Um, make sure the team know what they're doing and make sure that people know what they're getting because um, without that, you will never, ever succeed. Um, people need to understand uh, and be taken on the journey. No, thank you. Some some good tips there for everybody. And just on the flip side of that, other than what you mentioned there that you should be doing or doing right, is there anything that you know organisations should avoid doing? Yeah, it's sort of it's very. It's a flip of what I've already said. So avoid scope creep, and try and make sure that you you know what you're doing and and stick to that uh, rigidly, or replan so that you you um deliver what you want um yeah i, th I think it's it's hugely it, 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 lots of projects fail for lots of reasons um mm -hmm. and um often it will be something different um so avoid it i think if you if you follow the tips then you won't go far wrong yeah. oh good 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 and it, it, it's a very important area i know we we've actually done a podcast on on the subject in in its entirety and that and we run in sessions at uh, our recent events uh, because it it's a crucial area you spend so much on on these projects and not getting it right you know that planning element that that you mentioned there uh, you know what what is the saying failure to plan is planning to fail or, or whatever it may be correct but it, it, it's so true so true you've got to put that effort in that time into and do the things right so so thank you for that and as as we're coming uh, towards the end now you know if, if you looked in to your crystal ball uh what do you think will be the biggest changes that we're likely to see in it and i'm, I'm going to say the next 10 years but then think to myself to be perfectly honest the the huge changes we've seen in in the last 20 months through the pandemic have, have been enormous in in that short period so I mean, I might be asking you to stretch a little bit there when I say for the next 10 years, but where, where do you see changes coming? Um, so so in, in probably perhaps not 10 years, but shorter than that, the collaboration platforms that we're seeing, the Teams and the Zoom and those sorts of things, you know, they are they are going to become inherent in everything that we do, for sure. Uh, you've already, we've already seen that to a certain extent, and I think they will just get embedded into more of what, what we do. Um, the I think we'll see much more advanced in, in robotics, automation, AI, all those good things. And I think, again, they'll be implicitly um, in a lot of the things that we do. So whereas now it's sort of you, you know when you're using it, I think it will be very much in, in inside what we do. Um, I think all the the exciting things like cryptocurrency, you know, driverless cars, all that, all those will come to fruition during that period as well. So I think it'll be a really, really exciting time for IT. And, and as you quite rightly say, the last 18 months we've seen um, you know, things move forward, what probably would normally take five years. So we'll see what the next, so 10 years is really perhaps 20 years. So yeah, that's, that's quite a scary prospect, but I think, um, yeah, there's lots of things that will be a, a very exciting, change and we'll see lots and lots of as i say like driverless cars how exciting will that be yes very much so it, it, it will be quite interesting uh once we get that right and uh you know 
then I suppose you, you are literally working from anywhere because you, <laughs> yeah. you sit on your laptop in a car while you're being driven. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Just on that aut automation piece, if I may, and, you know, I, I do think it is a crucial point. There's a lot of people that will think, you know, the, the, the more we're automating, the more we, we, we're involving robotics and process automation removes the need for people and perhaps people will lose their jobs because of this. But of course then on the other side, and, and possibly this is where, where I lean, in that if we're automating the repetitive processes and tasks, it frees up the human element, if you like, the people, to look at the more creative side, perhaps a more strategic side and how we go forward. Where, where, where do you sit there? Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I, I, I think that the using automation in the right way in order to, to, to free up people to do the more interesting stuff and to, to analyse and get better results is, is where we should be going. There is, a, there is a flip side to that, though, that if um, we automate all those sort of simple processes, actually, how do people learn? Because most of us started by do, doing something simple yeah. and repetitive. Um, so how do you bring those people coming into you know, this industry or any industry, if I'm honest, um, to, um, to, to how do you develop them if they don't start from those simple, repetitive um, tasks? So I think there's a balance somewhere. Um, to make sure that we have an opportunity for, pe for people to come into the industry and still learn. Um, but, you know, some of the jobs that we have today wouldn't have been around 10 years ago and there'll be new jobs around 10 years from now that really, you know, are just a thought in someone's mind at the moment. So, um, yeah, I think there'll be huge developments. Um, I think security particularly will see the biggest developments in that area. Um, but, yeah, I, I think... As I say, I think there's 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 room for it, but we just have to be mindful of of making sure that we fill the void with something else. Yeah, very good point. Very good point, Don. And you know, on on learning, and you know, somebody actually coming in and doing the repetitive processes. Also, when you know you have that new person joining the business and and doing those processes, they're taking a fresh look, and. That's how we improve processes because they'll see areas of improvement. You know, this could be a better way of doing that, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, we need to have that continuous improvement, really. Otherwise, no individual develops and the organization doesn't develop in that way either. So, Dawn, thank you. You know, thank you very much for your time and for your insights. I, I've really enjoyed the conversation, and I hope you have too. And I have, uh, thank you. hopefully, oh, great, great. And, and hopefully, all of our listeners have too. So, thank you for listening. Uh, we, we hope you enjoyed the conversation and found it valuable. And as this is our final podcast episode of 2021, uh, we'd like to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a prosperous New Year. And start with you, Don. All the very best here. I hope you have a, a wonderful festive period. And until the next time, stay safe, stay well, and keep washing your hands. Thank you.